You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric here. Excited to be joined by Ali Morris here, 2018 Chicago fellow, catching up on a few different items. Always interesting to catch up with folks in different parts of the country. Out here for me in LA, it's always good to hear what's happening in the Midwest. So glad he's on. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, so we are yeah, closing in on the end of June. Uh, COVID news is not good. So before we get into some of the, the more content topic things we wanted to talk about, what is the latest in your city and state right now? Um, well, thanks. Thanks a lot so much for having me here. Um, you know, we are entering a new phase um, here in Illinois and Chicago. Things are slowly opening back up. Um, you know, Illinois has done a fairly decent job of really trying to do its best to like deal with the pandemic. Um, I think we we moved up to like a higher zone once we started opening a little bit more. But you know, some of us are still pretty cautious about going out and doing some of these things that we used to do before the pandemic. But um, you know, people are getting comfortable with it. So Illinois is looking is looking pretty de- decent. Um, I think that we are also on the way for kids back in school in September, um, so which makes me a little nervous since I have a, a few school age children myself, uh, three to be exact. So, so yeah, I mean that's that's a good sign. I think that the experts at the state and local levels um, are are looking like we are in, going in a good direction. You know, I actually work with schools, and right now I work for a charter network out here in LA that has 20 schools, and, and really to see the intellectual firepower uh, going into solving all the different riddles and puzzles of how to get kids back safely, get staff back safely, it's it's pretty wild. So, you know, from the parent point of view, what are you uh, prioritizing as you examine the plans that your, your school or your school district is sending back to you? I mean, as a speaking strictly as a parent, you know, I want my kids to be safe and healthy first and foremost um, before anything. But then at the same time, I also want my kids to have a good quality education. And I know that, you know, when the schools went remote back in March, you know, they still received an online education, um, but it, it wasn't the same. Uh, quality, I think, um, as what they would have received had they been in the school itself. Um, so, you know, it's it's tough to balance both of those because I don't want them to be behind. Um, but then at the same time, I want them to be safe. Um, I think what I have to tell myself as a parent is that, you know, our representatives have done a good job here in Illinois, here in the city of Chicago. And, you know, I need to put a little bit of more faith in them if they think that we can do this safely and successfully come the fall, um, then, you know, we'll we'll give it a try. Well, I know lots of people had many different responses to COVID happening and, and your response in particular caught our eye. And it's part of the reason we wanted to have you on. Give folks a little bit of the scoop about what kind of community forums you were able to put together uh, once COVID-19 started to hit pretty hard. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a board member on the Hyde Park Kenwood Community Conference. Um, We are a community organization that has been around um, since 1949. Um, They are really pioneers in this area. um, And, you know, they were addressing some of the challenges of a changing neighborhood. Um, And so, you know, we do a lot of things in the community since then. um, But we haven't like many of us dealt with, you know, the pandemic. And 
um, how do we bring people in our community together uh, in a virtual world? So um, myself, along with another board member, um, Barbara Breno Paschel, who is also um, an NLC 2016 alum, um, we, we, we both didn't know that we were um, kind of on there together and we were both NLC alums. Uh, so we found each other on the board um, and we got together right before the pandemic and talked about how we can start to engage the community more. Uh, and then the pandemic hits and give or take about a month or so, you know, we're all at home, we're all isolated and we met again, Barbara and I, and we said, you know, what are two things that we think that folks really want right now? And we came up with two, two things. The first was we want to be able to interact with each other. Right. And so even though we're seeing lots of these virtual forums and lots of uh, virtual meetings, you know, our neighbors next door to each other sometimes don't don't even see each other during the pandemic. So that was our first party. Let's get some people together um, so that they can see one another, interact with one another, know that they're not alone. And then number two, we also just want some answers. What is happening? Um, when can we leave our homes? How safe is it? And so uh, we decided to hold a virtual forum. That was our very first one. We got about six um, local elected representatives to join us, um, some state representatives, uh, two Chicago aldermen, um, a state senator, um, a city commissioner. And part of the first hour was let's, let's open it up to the community give everyone who signs up a two-minute slot and just share, right? Just go on and talk about how COVID-19 has affected you on a personal level and know that you're not alone. So we did that for about an hour. And then we brought in our representatives um, and we basically had a you know short presentation by each of them. And then we opened it up for Q&A to get some really pressing um, answers uh, to the questions that we had at the time, mostly around like PPEs um, and when it's safe to go back outside. This is this is back, um, you know, in the early days of the pandemic. So that's that's how it all began. And that's where we where we decided that this was something that needed to happen. Um, and once we saw that our first event was really successful, we said this is something that we need to recreate. We don't know how long we're going to be home and isolated. Um, and so that was the beginning of a series now that we have um, held several uh, more after that. And we're going to continue um, at least through the end of the year. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Ali about neighbors, about community participation, about all sorts of things related to COVID and how we're going to continue communicating with each other during and after this pandemic. Thanks for tuning in to the Zach. We'll be right back. Yeah, I've gotten interested in this idea of how we can sustain, I think, some of the momentum for engagement with small hyper-local political bodies. I'm on one out here in Los Angeles. We have a, uh, a group of elected officials on neighborhood councils. So think like Venice Neighborhood Council has one or downtown LA has a neighborhood council. And again, super hyper-local. But once we had to go into shelter in place, you know, everything switched to Zoom. We've actually seen in some strange ways more active participation. And, and obviously we know the equity issues of, of internet access and those things are, are definitely still present. We're trying to troubleshoot. But as you think about longer term, like, do you see uh, small, smaller local community uh, entities being, being able actually to keep momentum going? Do you see 
just a reimagining of what even neighbor means, and that will turn out for the best and maybe one of the silver linings of this experience. What are some of your predictions so far? Well, you know, I think that um, based on on our forums, I think that people are going to continue to be engaged. Um, and, you know, for those who are listening, um, you know, you can um, uh, go and, and check out these forums. Um, you know, our website is www.hypark.org. Um, just to give some examples of, of, of the kinds of, of issues and topics that we've discussed, but people have been coming out um, after the first one that we had, we've had several others, and we've had hundreds of people show up to these Zoom calls, um, and hundreds of people watching these um, Zoom calls on Facebook Live. And for me, I, I don't think that it's going to slow down. I think that, you know, we had um, a, one of our forums was on education. You know, we brought in several principals to do a roundtable. We uh, we experimented with Zoom breakout rooms, and we had different topics like childcare and social emotional learning, where we brought in experts in those areas and allow people to have a very intimate conversation uh, with those experts. I think that based on our response from the community, and these are folks who have not necessarily ever engaged the Hyde Park Kenwood Community Conference um, and people who are in in the area, uh, I think it's going to keep growing. And I think that as the months go by and as we adjust to the pandemic, my prediction is that we are going to have some combination of um, these similar types of conversations between neighbors within communities that's going to be both in person while at the same time having a virtual component to it. Um, you know, speaking as a parent, right, my my number one setback is always time. I just don't have enough time. And so if I can sit down and attend a meeting without having to lose transit time, that actually helps me a lot. Um, so I don't really see it slowing down. I do think, though, that the future of community engagement is going to transform to accommodate the virtual realm as well. And one of the things you, you mentioned was that friendly face that you ended up finding from an, an NLC alum, someone in the NLC community. Uh, as you think about the applications for the 21 NLC Institute being open now, and maybe folks who are li li who are listening right now are considering if they should apply or not, what kind of advice would you give them to think about or what kind of things would you want them to prioritize if, as they decide whether they want to join the program for 2021? Well, you know, I think that, um, you know, some considerations, um, you know, in joining NLC um, is not just the, the philosophy behind NLC or the main objective, but really thinking about where you want to be um, as a leader in the future um, and how you want to show up to your community. Um, one of the things that we're doing, um, Barbara and I in the Hyde Park Kenwood Community Conference, um, is trying to empower um, our community members, you know, by by amplifying their voice, by bringing in representatives and saying, "Hey, we are not a um, you know an officially uh, uh, elected council. We are a nonprofit that's been around for a very long time, but we can use our position to amplify the voices of our community members and give them access 
to their representatives that they may not always have. Um, and so I think in thinking about applying to NLC, um, you should really like ask yourself how you want to best use um, NLC and the, and the network of NLC, because the network is also very important to further your own goals in becoming you know, a leader um, and how do you want to lead your communities, especially on a, on a community level, right? Because I find that with NLC, many of the alum are really engaged on a, on a, on a national level, but they're also very engaged on a local level. And I think that's where NLC's strength really lies. Yeah, well said. Well, listen, if folks are interested in applying to the NLC Fellowship for 2021, you can catch that application on newleaderscouncil.org. It's open through the end of August, early September. Make sure to check that out. And make sure to check out all past episodes of The Zag. You can find stories from alumni from all across the country. There's been a whole bunch we've got to record since we all have gone into shelter in place or so since March. So check all those out. Get them Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, Google. They're all there. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.